Welcome to Sacred Leadership. I am Sacred Tassias, leadership coach, author, medicine woman, and entrepreneur. And you found the podcast where conscious leaders discuss and explore topics around modern business, ancient wisdom and spirituality, personal development, and success strategies to help you bring more depth to your leadership and create the life and business of your dreams while serving humanity and the earth. Today's guest is a man I love and admire deeply and a brother I have learned and continue to learn a lot from and whose work has really supported me and transformed my life in many ways. Preston Smiles is a personal freedom coach, international speaker and author, founder of Men Cave, Unleash the Beast and Kaboom Coaching and co-founder of the Rich Experience and Conscious Man Brotherhood. I have worked with Preston as a student as a coach in his Bridge Experience and Extreme Leadership Workshops, and I am a total stand for his work as he is someone that continues to show up with integrity and deep, deep commitment to the work, also outside the rooms and also outside of social media. From being in the rooms with him in LA and all over Australia to sharing experiences in Burning Man and ceremonies, I have had the pleasure to be around and learn from his incredible way of being. And this is why I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. In this conversation, we talk about how to build the body to become more self-expressed, societal and historical programs that get in our way to being fully self-expressed, the power of authenticity, and the wise to having a spiritual practice. Much more than that as well, it's super, super juicy one. So make sure to keep on listening as we dive right into it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Preston. It means the world to me to be able to share your magic, your wisdom, your everything with my audience. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for stalking me. Thank you for being a stand for this conversation. Uh, Yeah, it's good to be in your space, to be in your energy, to see you shine, especially after your birthday, which is really cool. <laughs> um, and such a sacred time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what has been coming up for me today since I was sitting? Okay, what are we going to talk about? What is this conversation about? Safety. Safety to be self-expressed. And I know that you are a coach for personal freedom. And I believe that in order to achieve personal freedom, we must allow ourselves to be completely self-expressed. And especially as leaders, we must be able to allow the true essence of who we are and what we're here to, to be expressed. And yet, there are so many stories and so many thoughts and so many things that get in the way of doing that. I know that keeps on happening for me at times, and it's something that I constantly work on. So let's just dive right into it. Yeah. What have you got to say about this? Well, um, there was a word that you said there that I, I don't completely align with, and that is the word completely. Mm. So completely self-expressed. Um, I don't believe in, and this is going to seem like a divergent, but it's not. I don't believe in unconditional love mm -hmm. as it pertains to human to human mm -hmm. Um or the way that it's been sold to us through the media and Disney and all of those things. And what I mean by that is 
when a boyfriend and girlfriend or two business partners or uh, husband and wife or whatever the case may be get together, there are conditions to the love. Mm -hmm. There are conditions. As long as you meet the conditions, then you get my love, you get me leaning in, you get me feeling safe. When those condition, conditions are broken, you get my separation, you get me maybe never talking to you again, you get me suing you for X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Now, society is no different in the sense that if we were completely expressed, like my son is, Kingston, mm. then we would be in jail. Yes. There are um, societal unspoken paradigms and ideas, right? So I sat at a cafe today called Targa in Byron Bay, and there is a sort of unspoken rule that when I'm speaking on, let's say my computer, because I did a few sales calls for my coaching program for coaches. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some unspoken rules that when you're speaking on a phone or into a computer that you don't do it at this level because there are many people that may potentially be disturbed. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so we're always limiting ourselves to some degree mm -hmm. and which is why people love Burning Man so much yes. because the bar gets raised for how crazy your self-expression can, <laughs> can be. And yeah. most people who come back from Burning Man, uh, they, they've raised, risen the bar on themselves and therefore all their friends, their family, the people in their community, their bank account, everything rises with it. Mm -hmm. And so this is a tricky subject and situational. Yes. That's what I'll say. Situational. Mm, I love that. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk then about how to cultivate the safety within so mm -hmm. that you can feel free to express yourself within those standard conditions to be in society, right? One thing that came up for me, I remember I spent my birthday in the same room as you, um, coaching a bridge. And I remember a little conversation we had around having fun. And when I was telling you, it's so interesting because literally everyone that's very close to me mm -hmm. talked about me as the most hilarious, funny, silly being. Mm -hmm. And then until I feel safe around people, people tend to experience me as a serious, very dropped in and wise person, yeah. but not that fun, right? And after I talked to you about that, the day after I was reading my birthday messages and I was laughing and thinking about you actually, mm -hmm. because I literally had like five to 10 messages of my best friends, parents, and my partner going, thank you. I'm so glad that you're so successful at what you're doing. I know that you didn't follow your path as a stand-up comedian, yeah. but you're still the most hilarious person in my life. So I was getting all these comments of people being like you're so hilarious and I was just sitting there laughing and being like wow if people only knew yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> if they only knew but it takes for me to feel safe enough to allow people into that part of myself you get to experience my love you get to experience my knowledge but only those who I have fully trusted or maybe not fully trusted but only those that I feel comfortable enough and trust enough get to experience that side of me mm -hmm. so what I'm saying with it's how do we cultivate safety within mm -hmm. so that that part of ourselves gets more out there in the world when it's safe and when it's appropriate yeah yeah so one of the things that we speak about and go into and dive into in my work and in the work that we do in the bridge is around social and historical programming so all of us received messages directly and indirectly uh, about what the world was and wasn't in the very early stages of our childhood before we actually had 
um, what we would call explicit memory. And then, and then after five years old, when we have explicit memory. So that whole time, let's say zero to 10, 11, 12 years old, our mental maps of the world are being formed. Mm-hmm. Our ideas about how we get attention, how we avoid attention if it's not safe. And all of those things are happening all at once when our psyche is very fragile. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody bullies us or somebody gives a, cer- a certain look or um, makes certain comments or just energetically it doesn't feel safe, then one may spend literally the rest of their lives uh, acting out that mask and pattern. And what you're up to and what I'm up to and all of those who have chosen the, the awoken path, if you may, is shining a light on that area and deciding if we still choose it. Mm-hmm. Because the distinction that I see in what you just shared is you've made your friends and your family a part of the bubble that you call safe. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they get more of your heart, more of your joy, more of your play. Mm-hmm. Well, you can just keep layering and moving that bar back further exactly. and further and further until we get to the point where we realize, and this is my truth, that there is only one of us here. Mm-hmm. And everybody, to some degree, is looking for more permission to be more of themselves because yes. the, the sort of virus of the mind, the paradigm, the Western paradigm about what a civilized person looks like and acts like and talks like and walks like um, has sort of become like a cancer to self-expression and creativity. And mm-hmm. so those who break out of and eliminate the cancer, extricate and give the eviction notice to the cancer, um, usually have one of two things happen. Either people call them crazy and then they actually end up what we would call crazy or people call them crazy and then they end up super successful and uh, a beacon, a leader, a lighthouse for other people to free themselves. And I mm-hmm. would say I fall into that category. Yeah. Um, my whole life, I've been sort of an outlier and broken all the rules. And because of that, I believe that there are lots of people in the world who look at me in my life and go, you know what, that guy, and I had somebody say this today on a call. She said, "Um, you know, people have their opinions of you. But the one thing that everybody says is that it's you that's showing up and not some mask or some fake version of you it's Mm -hmm. when you're an a-hole you're an a-hole and when you're super joyful and x y and z you're that and everything in between and that's to me the, the the quest that we should all be up to not on like a monthly basis but like a moment to moment basis yeah yeah that's huge i love that and still the way the question arises for me it's okay in order to make that bubble mm-hmm. become bigger and bigger and realize that we are safe to, yep. to be expressed. How do we get started? What do we do? How do we choose that moment to moment? Choose it three times a day. Just set an alarm three times a day and decide that, okay, for the next 15 minutes, whoever I encounter, wherever I go, when I'm checking out at the grocery store, when I'm talking to the person at the cafe, 
whoever it is, wherever it is, I'm going to be more of myself than I've ever been in that moment. And just by giving the body and the, um, your energy body that freedom and knowing that it's going to be three times a day, what happens is you can stack those on top of each other until it becomes a new normal. And every single time we do something like that and we don't die, literally we're repatterning yes. the nervous system and the whole thing to say, oh, okay, I can be me. Mm-hmm. It is safe. And I, and I, you know what? I want to point this out because you didn't mention it, but I know it plays a factor. You happen to be um, in a small pocket of what our society says across the board is beautiful, right? And some women take that and run with it and use it, while others like yourself and Alexi, um, I won't say see it as a burden, but also understand what comes with that. And so sometimes you can swing the pendulum so far over to protect and make sure nobody feels a certain way and see I'm one of the good ones. I'm not just a pretty girl with X, Y, and Z or all of that stuff that it, it, it comes at the cost of your full expression. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. It makes total sense. Definitely. And I have felt like that all my, my whole life. Definitely. Um, one thing that I'm realizing through this though, is that that has been my pattern and my default and how I act because of what you just mentioned, not making others feel a certain way, right? So it's like, let me be a little bit less shiny mm-hmm. so that I make others feel safe around me because I don't want to awaken certain feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But then what I realize every day more and more is that in order to be truthful and for me to be in, in integrity and in full integrity with my leadership, I must lean into that. I must express more of that. I must own it because, yeah, it may trigger some people, not interested in that, but it will also, through the triggers and through the admiration that may inspire others, will give others permission to be that as well. And I guess the question that I'd like to ask you now is, why is that important that leaders work on that, on on? working on the muscle of being self-expressed mm-hmm. within the container, within the parameters of what's appropriate and all of that. But why is it so important that as leaders, mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on followers and sales and money and all the blah, 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 mm-hmm. why is it so important that we focus on taking off the masks when we want to lead? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a multi-layered two-hour <laughs> conversation. But I'll say this. Um we can't take our clients or people that we're leading where we haven't gone ourselves. And to me, it's important if I call myself a leader or a coach or uh, a person who leads ceremonies or whatever the case may be, a leader in any sense of the word, leader of my family, mm-hmm. that I be the embodiment of the stuff I talk about. We've gotten in this really interesting place where people can just screenshot and re-quote things, but the, 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 the job of the leader is to go first, is to show through embodiment, through demonstration, mm-hmm. what it feels like, looks like, how it emanates when one is being one's true self, even if the aspect of that true self isn't all pretty and shiny and beautiful, which is the, the, the other thing that has happened in our sort of social media um, filtered world 
leaders only want to show the parts of themselves mm-hmm. that are awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned it at the beginning. Uh, very often when asked what my intention is, my answer is to be uh, a weapon for God's love. And when I say that, what I mean by that is to be a full whole version of myself, a weapon, not, not just like a half cocked and not mm-hmm. um, partially me, but like yeah. a fully loaded version of me that can go wherever I need to go, say wherever I need to say and touch and tap into whatever I need to tap into in order to be a beacon uh, and a source for other people to tap into theirs and throw all of that away. You want to find out. That's why. Why it's important is because the you that you think you are is not actually you. It is who you became to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. It is who you became to survive in this world. Mm -hmm. And so we know now that there are no saber-toothed tigers coming to get us. We know now that even if one was molested, abused, raped, um, uh, had terrible car accident, whatever the case may be, it won't happen again. And even if it does, it won't happen the same way. And so the, the idea is to allow the nervous system to reset, allow the body, uh, the emotional body, the physical body and the spiritual body to sort of feel what it feels like to, to be childlike and not necessarily childish. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the most mature adults, the the greatest leaders know how to play and tap into the best parts of themselves uh, while simultaneously being able to pull out a samurai sword and slice you to pieces if they need to. (laughs) Fuck yes. And the word that's going up for me listening to this, it's sovereignty. And I think that Mm. also regardless of what we do for a living, whether we become coaches and leaders Mm -hmm. and are known by everyone or nobody ever knows our name, I think the journey that we're here on earth to do or to partake on as humans is a journey of sovereignty and truth. Mm. And we can't find truth if we're constantly allowing ourselves to be conditioned by this programming of positive psychology mm-hmm. and fake spirituality where everything is light. And you definitely get to own your shadow if you want to own your light. And yes. I know that this is something that I dive into very often because I see it as my duty as a human, if I want to live in truth, if I don't want to live pure bullshit life. Um, For those of, for the people that are listening that may be thinking, okay, so if I'm looking to hire a coach, whether they are already a coach or not, Mm -hmm. if I'm looking to hire a coach, a mentor, a guide, how do I know in social media, how do I get to know Mm -hmm. who's just full of shit yeah. and it's just copy pasting and regroup I can't say that word so I yes. won't say it <laughs> thank you yes. information how do people know how to find someone that's actually living with truth yeah um, so one is go slow mm-hmm. right in the in the Vedas they talk about sit in it until it's charming right charming meaning you, you're crystal clear that this is the right direction um and simultaneously go fast. Meaning the moment you know and it hits and it feels good, even if they don't have 12 certifications or whatever the case may be, take that step. Um, One of the best sort of things to look at is look at their comments. Look how people talk. Look look at um, and ask for. Say, hey, do you have any testimonials? Mm -hmm. Do you have any people that you've worked with that they started here and now they are here? 
mm-hmm. right? Finding out what they've done before. And it's okay to hire a new coach. I'm not saying that that has to be the case. However, if you want to be really clear, I would ask like, where else, where else have you done this? Yes. Who else have you done this with? And what makes you qualified? And I don't mean like what degrees you have. Because some people have, quote unquote, no clients, but they've, they've walked out of some of the darkest places you can ever be in. And so, for instance, if I had a, if I was struggling with addiction and there was a new coach who, you know, was addicted to heroin for 10 years and came out of that and created this, you know, beautiful life and family and all of these things and was bigger than it and decided that that, that they were going to coach, that would be a good person to work with. Mm Mm-hmm regardless of if they've been online for 30 years or whatever the case may be. And so I don't think there's a hard, fast rule other than really listening and, and allowing oneself to sit in the stillness of a decision, right? Like we always have the divine pause. And a lot of times we think we need to rush and hurry up to get the things, but just hitting that pause button for a second and listening, slowing down to the speed of wisdom is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome advice. And I love when you mention about the Vedas. Um, are you a Vedic medita- meditator? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, so I have I. been. Awesome. Yes. Amazing. Um, well, yeah, I have been. <laughs> I am at times. <laughs> um, awesome. I know that you preach many different modalities and a lot of them have to do with spirituality and different spiritual practices. And this podcast for me or the intention behind it was to bridge those worlds, like really business and spirituality to mm-hmm. bring forth true leadership in a way that it's anchored in purpose and truth. And yeah, what's your take on why is it important to, to have a spiritual practice of any kind, to dive into the spiritual world in any way mm-hmm. so that you can really step into a more powerful version of yourself as a leader and as a human in business, in everything? Yeah. Um, Because when it's all said and done, we are not these bodies. We're not these bodies. And so a spiritual practice, no matter what it is, is a reminder and a a space for us to remember who and what we really are. Um, No one is going to be able to take their MacBook Pro with them (laughs) on the other side. Mm -hmm. Most of the iPhones that you had even two years ago are trash right now. Uh, The cars, the houses, none of that stuff really matters when it's all said and done. Because what really matters is your connection to source, whatever you call that, whether it be Jesus or Allah or, you know, divine intelligence, whatever it is for you. Um, And how much you're loving and allowing love. Like those are the most important things outside of like, taking care of your own health. And the funniest thing or the interesting thing is when someone makes their spiritual practices the center of their life and not their circumference of their life, um, you often find that those people are some of the most um, successful from the inside out, right? Mm -hmm. As we know, as above, so below, as within, so without. And when we take care of those practices, when game time hits, meaning uh, things get a little stressful, 
things get a little crazy. Somebody gets sick, somebody gets hurt, somebody breaks up with you, somebody loses a job, whatever the case may be. This is when the spiritual practices come into play. The, the issue that most people have is that they, they do their practices when they are convenient and not as, a, uh, as, as the center of their life, mm-hmm. as a priority. When shit hits the fan, yeah, yes, exactly. let me put some cards, meditate, breathe. Yes. God, help me now. Like, yeah. Talk to God always. Yeah. You know? See God always. That's, that's one of my practices. I do it every single day. Mm-hmm. Every single day I, I, I have my students do something where uh, I call it God goggles. Where for you know, an hour a day, you just see what it feels like to see the face of God everywhere you go. Just behold God in the trees and the tables and your in yourself and other people and the grasshoppers and the butterflies and everything and the waves in the toilets and the poop in all of it. Like, can you allow yourself to see that there is only God? Right? That that does something to a person cellularly. You know, I've been doing this for a very long time, and it's to me one of the reasons why I'm I experience myself freer than most people. I'm free enough to not be liked. I'm free enough to, to ha- not have to fake when I don't want to talk to somebody or whatever the case may be. And I'm free enough to let that go and be the, the, the most outgoing, gregarious, joy-filled person that I know. I'm, I, I'm all of those things. And one of the reasons why I'm allowed to in my spectrum is, is in my opinion, you know, much more expansive than most of the people I come in contact with is because I'm doing the God goggles. Because I'm allowing myself to do these spiritual practices on a day-to-day basis, nothing sticks. Nothing mm-hmm. sticks. I know what matters. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Thank you. Okay. There's two more questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Firstly, how can people find you, you to work with you? How can people work mm-hmm. with you nowadays? Yeah. Um, well, it's at Preston Smiles on everything. So if you're on YouTube, that. If you're on Instagram, that. Um Facebook that, and I currently work with coaches, helping them build a sustainable coaching business. So that's one of the things that I'm really deeply proud of. We're getting some of the best results in the industry period right now. And so I'm doubling and tripling down on that. I also work with men um, in a container called Man Cave. And also we do workshops called Unleash the Beast. So PrestonSmiles.com forward slash man cave and kaboomcoaching.com. Yeah. Yeah. I've literally spoken about man caves to so many men. I can't even count. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like in a bus Mm -hmm. and I was speaking to the bus driver. I don't take the bus often, but Uber, Mm -hmm. Uber driver. So for those of you listening, if you're a man, I am encouraging you to look into that. Yes. Last question. What makes leadership sacred? Mm. You, me, I, because leadership by itself is just a word. What makes it sacred is the I that I bring to that, the we, the love, the presence. Yeah, that's what I got. True presence style. Thank you so much for being here and for making the time and opening the doors to your rental home and allowing me to interview for this um yeah thank you for everything awesome this is us high-fiving 
<laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved it, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, since this really supports our mission of helping as many people as possible to bring conscious leadership forward for the greatest benefit of our world. I truly appreciate your support and contribution. We will be recording many episodes answering directly some of your questions. So head to my website, secretasias.com, if you'd like to send us one. Also, I release free inspirational content every day on Instagram. So if we aren't already connected, be sure to join the tribe there. Thanks again for taking the time of your day to listen to my podcast. And I can't wait to share with you on the next episode. Lots of love.